Wonderful. Welcome to Talking Soda Pop with Cameron and Christian. Today we have Savannah Miller. Heck yeah. <laughs> so uh i feel like i can, we can start it off with savannah can you give us like the rundown of everything you do uh art wise that you want to talk about i you know we can go over the ear, earful um if you want to talk about anything yeah. design wise at work anything like that yeah definitely um so i guess there's a lot probably more than I think there is and definitely more than I need to be doing. Um, but I guess by day full-time, I'm a graphic designer. Um, that's what my degree is in, I guess. Um, I love it. Amazing field to be in super great company that I work for. Um, but then I'm a busy body. So let's see, I do freelance work on the side, uh, mostly just for friends and family whenever they need it. Um, I'll also dabble in, some art here and there. I know my husband's in the background trying to like remind me of all the things I do. Um, little art projects here and there, just that I guess you could call them crafty type things. Anything I can sell to make a buck. Um, I'm not, not above it, (laughs) (laughs) but I think, uh, I think maybe the biggest most time consuming and definitely financially consuming thing I've been doing recently um, is I started at the end of 2019 a small jewelry business very very small called the earful um, little play on words uh, full f-o-o-l uh, but yeah just something real small um, started doing it mostly just for myself and then people started asking for it and my husband very encouragingly told me, why not just try selling it? Make some, see what people think. Uh, and here we are today, making not money. Just enough <laughs> everyone, to float by. <laughs> everyone needs to get themselves a Devin. Yeah, so exactly. Fully supportive. Let's make some money off that. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, um, it's definitely a blessing to have someone, especially for, I'm sure all of us feel this way yeah. in like a creative industry it's very easy to get in your own head and decide it's not good enough or I shouldn't put it out there. People aren't going to like it. Um, so everyone needs, needs someone in their life. That's like, no, you got to go for it or you're not going to know. Yeah. Every, and it could be two ways too. We, everybody either needs someone really supportive or the person in the background going, how can we exploit your creativity for our, yes. my own game? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's definitely, a blessing, like I said, to have him not only encouraging me to do things just for my own benefit, I guess, not benefit financially, but mentally, it's just good for me to get out of my comfort zone and try those new things. Um, but it definitely has been as far as my graphic design education and career has been very beneficial for a lot of people. Um, him he's a firefighter so the station I've done some logo work for them um my dad's a bailiff here in Columbus and I've done logo work for like their court system and stuff like that just so many random little things people will come up and it's once they know what you do they're like oh can you do whatever it is and I love it I love helping them out whatever they need um like I said I love to be busy so it just gives me like another excuse to be working (laughs) Right. And speaking of, obviously, uh, shameless plug, 
Savannah is the <laughs> one who did our, she did uh, the artwork for our first album, the Storm and Teacup one. She did oh. the B design on our black shirt. She did the B design for our stickers. She also took the potion that Morgan had drawn and, you know, made, made us like a, you know, a digital version of it. And that's on the sticker too. So, you know, we're not above asking our friends for help too. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about networking guys, no matter what career you are in. I wholeheartedly believe if you know how to network, you're going to make it far in life. Damn. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Christian's like, wait, I missed that. <laughs> ah, no, I don't know anyone. Um, I want to talk about. I want to talk about your 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 jewelry. Do you um do you ever have Devin help you out with the, those? You ever make I him start putting things put together? A couple times, yeah. Every now and then, um, nothing major. Uh, I know it's definitely outside of his comfort zone, which is totally fine. Um, let's see, my mom. I put her to work. She's a very <laughs> willing party though, so it's not like abuse or you know <laughs> definitely nothing like that. But uh, I think when I first started, it was just a, like a creative outlet, just something like different than what I was doing on a daily basis with work. Um, and so it was nice to just, there was, it was for myself. No one saw it. I could do whatever I wanted. And at the end of the day, if I didn't like it, I could scrap it and it was whatever. Um, and then as soon as I started putting it out there, it was like, okay, you have to participate. Like I need you to help every now and then I'll have them like pack items or print shipping labels and things like that. Um, but that's, that's about it <laughs> as far as it goes. <laughs> I I'm waiting for it to get to the point where like in happy Gilmore, Ben Stiller's character has all the old people in the home, like knitting blankets or whatever. <laughs> I just, that's yes. what need. It needs to evolve into that. Yes. So that way. I just have like a little sweatshop in my basement <laughs> that nobody knows about, but it's all, it's not like a sweatshop that you imagine like young kids. It's all like 50 year old moms. Yeah. In my basement. Yeah. They're like, oh my gosh, I love this doily. And you're yeah. like, that's not what we're making here. No bloody Marys <laughs> until you finish your work. <laughs> uh, so so I got I got I got another, I got like a two-part question. So yeah. I want to talk about the, the process in in your work. So what 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 goes into um the process of you creating something for a client or just for yourself? Oh. And then how and as part two to that, how does that affect how you are making other things like your jewelry? What approach mm -hmm. do you take to that? And what similarities in your jewelry do you see in your like graphic design? Yeah. Oh man, that's a kind of deep one. Um, I know everyone, I, I definitely learned it probably mostly when I was in school. Sorry if you can hear my dog barking. Oh, I don't know he's fine. He's at. Um, <laughs> I got this one right I, here. Oh, <laughs> Guys, dogs are the best. Everyone needs a dog. <laughs> I'll just shamelessly plug that. Um, I think I learned it mostly when I was in college. Uh, obviously, being um, an art student, being completely surrounded by other artists all the time. Um, I feed off of other people's energy. And I learned that I was just really good at communicating with people. Like I said, networking. Um, and so same thing with clients. I love just at first starting out talking with them, getting to know who they are before we really dive into like what they need. Um, so I guess we could say a logo, for example, um, that's a pretty like 
basic project, everybody generally understands what you're going to get at the end of the project. You're going to have a logo, a brand for your company, but it's so much more than that. It's not just an image. It's not just the name. It's the feel. Like, what do you want your company to feel like when people look at it? Um, how do you want to feel when you're presenting your company to someone? You know, there's that pride behind it. Um, and a lot of times for some people, it has a much deeper meaning. Sometimes the name is you know, a family name, or it came from their mother who passed away or something like that. Um, so really getting to know the person, it helps you better serve them. Um, and I know it's not really a service industry, it's not a customer service job. Um, but you are there to give them something that they're going to benefit from and so hopefully something that will be long lasting. So I think the process for me always starts with just trying to like really understand not only who my client is, but who their customers are as well. Um, so lots of back and forth conversations. Obviously, it's very different. Um, that would be more in like the freelance space, working for a company. We have so many clients and some of our clients are really big hitters, like large corporations, and they have a set brand. And so you're not necessarily like talking to them. You're getting a quick email that says, hey, I need this brochure by the end of the week. Here's the copy and some photos make it happen. Um, so for that, it's more about just like diving in, like you can't be scared, you can't wait, you just have to like trust that you know what you're doing, and make it happen. And I think that's the hardest part for me, I'm just terribly self conscious. And so it's really hard sometimes to dive in and just start working and not question like everything like, oh, this picture's too small, or that font's not big enough or like the stupid little things. Um, but yeah, I think for me, I learned just really taking the time to get to know what I'm doing and fully understanding it and just trusting that I like muscle memory, know the process. I think those are like the two biggest things for me. And it really well translates into the jewelry business, knowing who I'm selling to. Um, and that like trusting that the decisions I'm going to make, people are also going to like, and I think that's the hardest thing for me because being a designer on the back end, nobody knows who you are, except for like your customer. Once they put it out there in the world, nobody knows I made it. And I am totally fine with that. I'm totally <laughs> fine being the ghost that nobody knows where it came from. But the jewelry band, it's, it's totally me. And on social media, everyone knows it's me. Um, and I think that's really hard to accept. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you almost have to be like, uh, let's call it like the the face of the brand but similarly yeah. to a lot of the people who would like i mean i would hope that everybody listens to this but but i'm sure a lot of people who listen to this initially will be music people so if they're mm -hmm. in a band yeah. or if they okay. see bands a lot right they're gonna they're thinking of like oh the singer or whoever it is is like the front man of the band yeah it it's easy to do that when there's like three other people behind you who you can like wave off to You're at any point way. yeah but if it's just you and you're like, hey, this is me, this is a thing I'm making, it's intimidating because not only do you have to like show people when you normally you could like create something and keep it hidden away in the basement for years and years and years. Um, uh, you could, you know, that having to just be like, this is mine and then own it yeah. is. It's, it's rough. Yeah. Like every mistake you make. And trust me, I've made plenty of them not just in design and earrings, like in everything I do, I've made plenty of mistakes and you really have to learn how to like, I mean, 
you got to nut up and own it. Like <laughs> there's just no other way to say it. Like you t- wholeheartedly did that all on your own. Um, and there's no, no way around it. I think though it would be harder. Like for me, it's easier to accept that. Like if I messed up, it's not really, you know, affecting anyone else except me and my reputation. I think it would be harder for me to have a company or be like the front like face of a band because like everyone in that band, their reputation is running on like writing on like how people perceive you. And that's like, I feel like that'd be even harder. I, I would hate the way of saying like, Oh my gosh, what if I mess up? Then they're not going to like the band as a whole. And that affects everyone else that participates in it. That yeah, takes I mean, a lot more courage. Think of like, that's why I take a sideline. <laughs> Christian's I'm, like, I was be in the back, no spotlight. I'm off, I stand off to the yeah. left. That's my spot. It's a little bit tilted back. Somehow, like mm. every time I get stuck at the front, and I'm like, I mean, I could be over on the side, but nobody else wants to be in the middle for whatever reason. I'm like, I don't even, no, I don't I'm even good. sing on. I, I mean, I sing on like at least half, but like, come on, come on. Mm-hmm. Let's change places a little Let's bit. Share this. <laughs> not happening. But yeah, I mean, it. I'm not changing shit. <laughs> if you, well, for example, like if if uh, we're playing a song and all of a sudden, like I just hit a really sour note that is definitely clearly audible to everyone. <laughs> you can you can do three things. You can grimace. Uh, you can stop, or you can just keep going. Yeah. Usually the best combination is to do all three and then scream something really loud over top of it and then keep no, going. I do one of these. I give people a... Yeah. <laughs> no one will know. Yep. Yeah, no, I mean, I... I, I'm sure that it's different with the with the earrings and stuff because if... Uh, uh, although, I, I don't know, maybe it's not. Would you say that like if you had a style and I wish mm-hmm. that I could remember any of the names right now i can't i know no, you posted recently but <laughs> let's say let's say one of them is usually um a hoop or, or of some has it has more than just the ring right it's not yeah. just the hoop going down uh-huh. um there's something hanging from it or whatever do you if if you made something that was slightly asymmetrical on each side mm-hmm. just not purposely it was just like mm-hmm. oh there's an extra link or something like that and it's it is mm-hmm. off yeah would you find you know would you be able to just be like no this is i enjoy the way that this looks now because it's not the same or would you have to you know fix it and make it exactly perfect as all the rest of the pairs <laughs> i think us in the art world like to call those happy accidents <laughs> happy little trees right um <laughs> I think it's definitely hard for me. I, for a very long time, have struggled with rough OCD. I am all about symmetry. Everything has a place. It's got to match and be organized. Um, And it took me a long time. And I probably have a lot of growing still to do. But it took me a long time to realize that things happen and it's okay. And the more you learn how to work with those mistakes, the better you're going to be as a creative because you do, you learn new things through it. Um, you know, for you guys, you accidentally hit the wrong chord, but maybe you yeah. like come up with a whole new song or something like that from it. Like it gives it a whole new tune that like you weren't anticipating or something like that. I think it's the same thing for me. 
I'll accident, like you said, add an extra jump ring or I've done this a couple times where let's say I'm making a gold earring, but I accidentally grab a silver part and I put it on and it's like, Oh, all of a sudden I have a mixed metal earring and that actually has influenced some mixed metal styles, which when I first started doing this, that definitely wasn't my thing. Um, not that there's anything wrong with it. It just wasn't my style. And then I realized a couple people had asked for mixed metal pieces. And I was like, well, actually I can <laughs> make those. Um, and I've started to wear them as well and market it a little more. Um, so I definitely think no matter what job you're in, it's just having that flexibility um, and being able to adapt to whatever's happening. Um, it is a skill not everyone has. And I think the people who do have it are just miraculous gods because it takes a lot to be able to accept those accidents. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, I would say probably uh, in music, it's a little harder to just uh, accept them. Depend on, on, I guess, unless you're making a song and then like something happens, you're like, hold on. That's kind of cool. I think I want to, <laughs> yeah. let's explore that a little bit. But like, if you're, playing a song that you know goes a specific way and then you mess something up you're like in the moment it's almost like you can't you you have to recover but you mm -hmm. unless it's uh let's say lead and you're good at your instrument i could never do this i could never like accidentally hit the wrong note and then slide up and just keep like keep playing some yeah some scale or something i don't i don't know music well enough to do that <laughs> but <laughs> there are people who do and they can yeah. just like tyler and justin um but either of them and brendan even i'm sure could just like hit something incorrectly and just like make it mm -hmm. fit perfectly and it's just like mm -hmm. i i want that i wish i had that it's like somewhere yeah. between the skill and just the natural a, ability. Yeah, it's like just that creativeness that's in you. You're good at just like quickly adapting, but also but the knowledge behind it. Like they understand the instrument and they understand how it works. So they're able to make those quick changes. Yeah. I struggle not like vomiting immediately after I mess <laughs> up on stage and then trying to remember, oh God, where was I? <laughs> yeah, you got to think on panic. your feet, definitely. That's funny. I think um, my husband and I are both uh, love music. We love all kinds of music. We always have it playing like when I'm working or something, I always have my headphones on me. Um, and I think when I was younger, my parents were very adamant about us learning an instrument, which I wholeheartedly support. I think all parents should force their kids into like some kind of instrument, whether they want it or not. I look back and totally regret giving it up and not like... <laughs> sticking with it and knowing how to play something. But we all started uh, with piano lessons, which I think is pretty common. It's like a pretty basic instrument to get your kid into. Um, and I only played for like a couple years. My brother played for a few years longer than me. I always regret giving it up, but that was the one thing whenever we had, you know, your cute little recital, they always <laughs> told you if you mess up, just keep going. And it, like when you're a kid, like that's hard. Like, I mean, it's a good lesson to learn. But I feel like it's even harder when you're a kid, like you mess up and then you're flustered and, oh my gosh, I made a mistake. It's it's hard to recover. Yeah. yeah. There's um, my cello teacher uh, would say like, and, and to be fair, this wasn't when I was a child. 
this was like senior year of high school or junior year. <laughs> so like I'm I'm not an adult, but like I know how this works. I'm like I play guitar, I know what to do. She <laughs> I would mess up and and I would stop. And she's like, no, Cameron, you have to move through the mess up. You have to just keep going because otherwise, like if you're playing at a recital or which I never did, mm-hmm. but she's like, anything you do, if like you stop playing, you've you've taken everybody out of the experience. Even if you mess up them. 90% of the time, nobody's gonna even 99% nope. of the time, nobody will know. <laughs> It might sound a little funky, but you just move into what's right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's definitely, um, I'm also very much like a both feet in or it's not happening. Um, (laughs) And I think that's one thing that probably drives my husband crazy because it's like once I get an idea in my mind, like, oh, we're doing it. Like there's no turning back at this point. And I think you just have to have kind of a little bit of that mindset when you're on stage it's like oh we've committed we're up here we're playing this song we're playing it all the way through no matter what happens (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't i don't even know that we've ever like stopped fully and had to restart (laughs) oh next week maybe there's one maybe there is one i i i don't know Uh, there is there is one (laughs) and it was our first oh one. that's right it was our okay. first 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 song first show you get a pass on that i wanted to throw up that was a fun night <laughs> i was oh i did too. where was that one we, at ruby's uh ruby ruby tuesday oh, okay, yeah we we started off and i was just like all right let's 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 just let's re- pick it back up yeah. let's get take a breath i was at your show god when was that in uh was that Scully's? I think. Yeah, that was. That, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. Was it? I think Friday? that was the November was one. The I think one? that's the one with Ditka. Oh, but no, that was a th- that was a Sunday one. I, I don't know if it was that one. I think it was. I think it was the Friday one that we did. Okay, yeah, the second one or whatever that we ended up yeah. doing. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, you guys, that was a great show. Um, I think I showed up a little late, so I didn't see anyone else playing. I got there just in time for you guys. I think. Um, but you guys had a great turnout for that show, but you guys did great. You played all the way through. I mean, obviously I didn't notice any problems if there were them. So <laughs> a plus <laughs> hey. those, those Scully's ones, they, they make you have a good turnout. They're like, you better have a good, turnout. <laughs> they, they give you a bunch of like tickets to sell. And then once you've sold 25 is when you start after you sell like 25 of them, they start paying you. <laughs> Yeah. So you buy the first twenty-five. Uh, essentially, <laughs> oh, totally. yeah. yeah, yeah. Essentially, yeah. You sell, you sell all those ones, and then you and it's 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 there's something, there's something. That's crazy. See, that's a lot of pressure. Yeah, we don't we don't do no, those no. ones we, anymore. We did it twice. The first one, we uh, basically the tickets were ten dollars, so we gave everybody fifteen to come. Um, that's mm-hmm. pretty much how it worked out. Uh, <laughs> and the second one, I think we sold four, and we were like, <laughs> "I mean, no, what?" No, 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 no. Both of them, we sold. Well, the first one, we sold all of them. Yeah, and the second one, we almost sold all okay. of them. Well, that's okay. good. Nice try. Don't hey. take this away from me. I did. I put a lot of work into that. all that self doubt in there. He's just misremembering. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I bugged all of my coworkers. I was like, "Please, you have all to I have. <laughs> I've got no one else." I have nothing. Oh, it's the same for me with the earrings. It's like, do you want the, like, no shame. You have to be your biggest advocate. 
And so I'm out there like, do you want earrings? I know you want earrings. These would look great on you. <laughs> They're only $20. You'll wear them forever. They're amazing. And that's, man, my mom is a freaking workhorse when it comes to selling these earrings. She takes them to work. She's a school teacher. She <laughs> takes them to work and at lunch and on their conference periods, she's like, selling them to all the teachers and she'll text me and be like, I need these in silver. I need two more pairs of these. Can you drop them off at lunch? And I'm like, yes, yes, (laughs) (laughs) ma'am. I feel like that's really hard because if you work in a place that's not like packed with people that you see every day. So if you know, she's a teacher, so she sees the Mm -hmm. same teachers. Like it's not like that's like a revolving door or something. So it's like, at what point have you sold them everything and oh no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's one, there's one teacher. Um, and I don't know all of them. There's a lot of teachers there. Um, obviously, I went through school there. So I used to know all of the teachers. It's changed a lot since we've been in. Um, right. Not that we're that old, but <laughs> she'll, <laughs> I she'll, know. <laughs> she'll name names. And I'm like, no idea who that is. Um, but I've met a couple of them. And there are a few names that come up like every time she takes in new stuff. It's like, oh, she bought some. And I'm like, man, she's just like, she's got to be my number one customer. Love her. Don't know who she is, but (laughs) keep coming back. But they'll send me pictures of like their jewelry boxes or whatever. And it's completely full of earful stuff. And I'm like, that just makes me so happy to know (laughs) that people are loving it and like that is one of the small things that makes me be like, okay, maybe I can do this. Maybe it is worth my time. Um, Cause obviously I have those days where I just throw a huge hissy fit and I'm like, I'm done. I'm never doing this again. It's a waste of money and time. Um, but then things like that come along and I'm like, okay, I can keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now do you have your own website for that or do you use like Etsy? Yeah. So I use Etsy right now. Um, okay. I've looked at, into it a couple of times doing a website. I think uh, there's pros and cons to both Etsy and having your own website. I've, obviously, as a designer and a creative, I would love to have my own website in that freedom of the look and feel and like the user experience. Con, it's expensive. Yep. <laughs> um, yes. You have to worry so much about your SEO taxes don't even get me started on those um shipping just like everything that goes into it there's so much more and like I said I'm I already do so much I'm like I don't know if I would be able to maintain that properly and give people the same like quality of product if I'm worrying about all of that back end Etsy great option if there's anyone listening to this that's been thinking about you know, like creating a niche little project or something they want to sell, do it. It's so inexpensive, so easy to set up, so user-friendly. And it does all of the, like drives all the traffic to your product for you. It's absolutely amazing. Um, I think I've gotten so many sales just from like random people that found my products on there, like people I've never met. Um, We actually keep a little map with like pins on it of everywhere I've sold earrings, which I think is really fun to see. Um, but you don't get that with your own website unless you have the time and money to dedicate to it. And I just, I can't justify that right now with where the business is at. Oh yeah. I mean that shoot my, my dad with his like fog program and all that, um, Mm -hmm. they've got almost the same thing. Sam bought like a U.S. map and Mm -hmm. he's got little pins in it for every, everywhere that they've got (laughs) it in. And I'm like, that's yeah. so funny because, you know, you look at it the first 
two weeks and there's nothing on it mm-hmm. or maybe there's a, a point like heartbreaking <laughs> or there's <laughs> the one like where you live your mom's house <laughs> <laughs> but then like now look at it and it's i mean it's not like it's full but it's there's there's more yeah it's yeah growing. i mean there's uh, 50 60 pins on it and it's like that's mm-hmm. really cool to just you can actually visually watch it expand which is really yeah. sweet yeah and it's definitely like uplifting to look at it and be like oh my god my earrings are on the streets of God only knows where, right. but it's really fun to look at. And whenever we get a new order and I'm like, Oh, I don't recognize that place. We'll like, look at the map and be like, Oh, we don't have a pin there or, you know, whatever. Um, but they're literally all over. Oh my gosh. I don't even remember off the top of my head, but um, I've sent them to Germany. Somebody ordered them in Germany, which I thought was the craziest thing. They were willing to pay like the $40. international shipping. And I was like, oh, honey, like you really want these. Um, but yeah, like Florida, California is actually really big. couple New York. Um, they're literally all over the place. But like you said, it's so cool. Once your map starts to expand out of like your hometown, you're like, oh my gosh, this is happening. Right. <laughs> but you Do guys... Um, on Spotify, can you see like where people are listening? Yeah. Yeah. And now that you said the map thing, I yeah. I think I kind of want to do that too. Yeah, <laughs> you should. It kind of sounds encouraging. Just put it, it in a practice space and just have little little yeah. pins everywhere. Whoever the one dude in Mexico City is that listens to us, uh, because I can't imagine that one different person listens every month. Um, that seems like weird. <laughs> so it has to be the same person. Whoever you are. We love you. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> you need to start promoting Gracias. them to your friends. Yeah. <laughs> I would I mean I would I would appreciate that. I don't don't and don't forget, I mean you're you're bringing up the one person in Mexico City. I'm I wore the we had one someone like two in Australia. Oh yeah, let's go. There you go. Oh, awesome. <laughs> whatever, 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 whatever teenage strife you're going through and it's your your love anthem song that i'm guessing is happening over there thank you i'm happy to be part of your, that your our stars years <laughs> um, awesome. but isn't that encouraging when you see that yeah. you're like holy crap oh, yeah. like the other side of the world it's yeah. awesome i mean it, it's the other day we we finally broke the pinnacle 100 listeners again, yeah. for yeah. for a month um like since the very first weekend that we put the out like the album out we mm-hmm. had you know there were there were a lot of people who listened to it and then it, it obviously drops off but we were at like a consistent 15 and then we were at a consistent 30 and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden we were at like 78 and i was like wait it's happening. oh okay <laughs> yeah and then we begged people to get us those extra <laughs> two on, please. the extra two please, please. <laughs> my gosh no that is that was me absolutely with social media it's so hard when you see like how many people like your page and it's like oh my gosh you know it started out with you know maybe a hundred followers and it was like I knew every single one of those people like I graduated with them or it was like my great aunt or something (laughs) that you know hardly knows how to use social media (laughs) but she followed you yes but yeah you. you get those followers and then you start posting things, but they're like never on or whatever. Nobody they don't really do anything. Yeah. yeah. And then you're like, oh, man, what different. am I doing? And then you got to find, and then once you start getting those other people that trickle in that you've only known for a little bit or just happen to happen past it. And it, that's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it takes off from there. Yeah. Um, so you were talking about using uh, mixed metals. 
What yeah. kind of, do you ever use like, do you use like gemstones and stuff? Um, so not so much right now. Everything, just like everything gets so expensive. Obviously, even with COVID, that's made things even harder everything in every industry. Yes, everything is back ordered. The post offices are crazy. Um, I've had a few problems sending out packages and, you know, no shame. I'm sure they're working their hardest, but the post office near us um, is notorious for having things delayed a little bit. Yeah. I'm sure COVID hasn't helped with that. Um, but there like have been two years ago, where... I ordered stuff and it didn't come for like another <laughs> yeah. two months. It's, it, it's supposed to be, oh, it took, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it definitely, um, you have to plan for all of that. And again, like we said, you know, you make mistakes if you accidentally send it a day or two later than you expected, it might show up to them five or 10 days later than yeah. they anticipated. Um, so I have had the problem before where people will message me and be like, look, I ordered this for a wedding this weekend. Do you think I'll have them in time? And it's like, honey, if I could hand deliver these to you, I absolutely would. But we are at the mercy of the post office at this point. <laughs> yeah, you're like, you're in Germany. It's not my fault. I'm sorry. <laughs> I will swim I to you. <laughs> <laughs> when I met when I, when I, I order things for people through work for like appointments and and sometimes we don't have it in stock and they have to look it up online and order it for their appointment mm -hmm. themselves and they'll be like when I order things to ship to them they're like it, it'll be like he's supposed to be here the 11th he's like well is it gonna get there the 11th and today <laughs> just today I was like that's at the mercy of UPS of yeah course. we'll find out oh my gosh yeah definitely um, I'm a I'm an online shopper at heart absolutely um, so I track those packages like crazy. Like I know every step of the way where they're at, when they're <laughs> being delivered to my doorstep, I know what time UPS and FedEx drives by our house. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, um, back to your question about using gemstones and mixed metals and stuff like that. I love just looking online, definitely keeping up with trends, um, which, you know, every industry has to do if you want to be relevant, but then you have to put your twist on it. You have to make it unique and something that people are going to be willing to spend the money on instead of going to, you know, target and picking up something that looks just like it and, you know, half the price. Um, right now, my biggest thing is I love creating things that are classics, like really easy things that everyone will like. Jewelry is such a, like, what's the word for it? Everyone has their own style. And so jewelry is very much plays a part into that. And so I think creating pieces that are classic and timeless, one, people are going to be more willing to buy it and more willing to spend money on it because it's not something that they're, it's not trendy. They're not going to get one season out of it. Um, right. So I stick with mostly just clear. Um, everything is cubic zirconia. If I could afford diamonds, everyone, I absolutely would. Um, but I would, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just some man-made diamonds. That's what I need to learn how to do. I need to learn how to make a diamond. That's yeah, there I'm you go. Start making money. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I have not have not dived into uh, color. I would love to. I would absolutely love to. But once you do that, man, you got to pick the right color that everyone's gonna love because it's so expensive. I can only afford to buy one color at a time. So it's like you got to buy that one color and sell out of it before you can buy another color and. That's a lot of pressure, man. I mean, yeah. like, I personally am loving a good blue, but you guys might like <laughs> a good pink. I oh, I emeralds. I love all the a colors. dark I love green. Lavender. Mm. Yes, lavender. Yes. I like yes. opals. 
Mm. Oh, opals are gorgeous. Absolutely love them. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's hard. What? Uh, did you? So, what kind of? What? So, you said you use metals, of course. What kind of metals are you using? I'm curious. Yeah. So, actually, Earful started as uh, clay jewelry, um, which is very popular now. It never used to be a thing. Um, the only reason I even knew how to work with clay is when I was really young. <laughs> My mom being a school teacher, obviously she had us at home all summer long, always trying to keep us busy with different crafts and whatnot. So she would buy us called polymer clay. I don't know if either of you are aware of what that is. I, I feel like <laughs> Christian. I feel like maybe we used it in school. Strong, no. or, uh, we might have, yeah. And you uh, bake it. Yeah, or maybe yeah. gosh, I don't know. Is I definitely just, know. Is it like when it would make us snake it and make a circle and then form it back and no, that was like I mean, actual clay. That's just clay. Yeah, like ceramics, All right, yeah that's probably. what I know. I get these little. <laughs> I used to, when I was a kid. When I was a kid, and by a kid, I mean like a couple years ago too. <laughs> I used to get this. I get this like model clay that doesn't dry out ever. It's just like there's different colors, and I like make like little dudes with it. And that was my experience with clay. Yeah, make these little figures out of clay. Yeah. So, um, what you would have. What you would have done in high school is going to be like ceramics. So it's pottery. You fire it in a kiln. Um, you're like uh, dishes, mugs, things like that. Um, there's modeling clays that will air dry. Like once you rip that package open, you've got like 20 minutes or something to work with it. Um, that stuff's really fun, especially for kids. Uh, polymer clay is a plastic base. So you can work with it. Um, it's not like ceramics where you have to keep it wrapped and moist or else it's going to like dry out and crack. Uh, polymer clay, you can keep the package open, which is great for me, for people who forget. Uh, you can keep it open and it's not going to dry out. Uh, you can still work with it. It definitely will get harder as it gets older. Um, you want to use it when it's fresh or buy it as fresh as possible. So it's easier to work with. But if you take the time to really um, knead it and get it back to working condition, uh, yeah, it doesn't really go bad, but you have to bake it. So I use a pasta machine, uh, like just old school grandma hand crank pasta machine. Uh, do not make pasta with it when you're done, guys. Like if you go out and buy one, please do not make your pasta with it. Uh, but machines. Yes. Yeah. Have them labeled. Do you make your own pasta? <laughs> I have before. Like noodles? Is that what you're talking about? The yeah. Yep. Yeah, like rolls them out and everything. Um, I've never done that. Yeah, it's super fun. You got to try it. Not with my pasta machine. You can buy your own, but <laughs> <laughs> it's super fun. That's how Earful started. It was just me playing around with what I knew from my childhood. Um, I had seen it online and I was like, man, that is super cool. But being a penny pincher, I was like, I'm not paying this girl 40 bucks when I could make it myself and make whatever I want. So I started just doing it myself. And before I knew it, I had like 40 pairs of earrings. And my husband was like, first off, you do not need 40 pairs of earrings. When are you ever going to wear all those? Um, so I started just selling them off to, you know, my mom and her friends, uh, my friends. Um, and as people started to get them, I got a little better with my technique. There's so many videos on YouTube. So many people you can follow on Instagram that are willing to share their techniques and processes wholeheartedly support going out there and looking into that if you're interested in trying out polymer clay. Um, but yeah, once I got further into it, I guess I got 
a little greedy and I was like, I want to do better. I want to do more. I don't want to stick in this polymer clay field. Um, I want to work with metals. I want to try offering that. So I started buying pieces online and, and creating my own metal pieces and mixing it in with the polymer clay. So I'd have, you know, polymer clay and metal options. I'd have just metal or just clay. And then it kind of morphed into now where I do just, just metal options, but everything currently is a sterling silver base. I have terribly sensitive skin, so I have to have hypoallergenic earrings, which I think everyone should buy just so you don't have to worry about it. So they don't um, turn green too. There's like, that. like all it's, the ones you get at forever 21 or something. <laughs> yeah. Those things you wear them in one shower or the pool and they're done for. Gone. Um, yeah. Like an old so, penny. <laughs> yeah. Your finger is green and you're like scrubbing <laughs> and it won't come off. Oh yeah. We've all had that happen. Yeah. So everything is a 925 sterling silver base and then they're either 18 karat gold plated or rhodium plated for your silver options. Um, and then cubic zirconia stones, which everything looks amazing. Um, I personally don't think they look cheap or fake or anything like that. Um, not that I'm trying to pass them off as real diamonds. <laughs> uh, but I wanted, I always wanted to create something. Like I said, that pair I saw online and it was like $40. Holy crap. Like a lot of people can't afford that or they can't justify spending $40 on a pair of earrings. Um, so my whole goal was to create stuff that people were comfortable paying for, but also you were going to have the quality. You weren't going to have to worry about like, Oh, I paid 15 bucks, but I'm only going to be able to wear them once before my ears are green. Yeah. <laughs> so everything I have, um, I mean, I work out, sleep, shower in it, um, wear them all the time. Obviously I change my earrings out a lot. I love doing different styles. So I know there's some people that put them in and they just never take them out. I totally used to be that person. Um, but I love, I love changing it up. I love having that, uh, ability. So yeah. Go so pair, guys. Why uh, wearing them? <laughs> uh, see, okay. My holes are actually closed, not in the front, which is really weird, but I can't actually pierce the uh, back. Like I would have to re pierce, um, in order to put anything in. Through. I yeah. tried that actually. It was the, the most horrible thing I've ever done in my entire life. Oh. Did not feel good. You're covered in tattoos, but you can't repierce your ears. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, it, I, it lame. freaks me out, dude. It freaks me out. I think every middle school girl who has had earrings is stronger than me. Up has has pushed pushed through and made that happen. I've done it one too many times. That's for sure. Ugh. Yeah, that freaks me out. Like, <laughs> ugh, God, doing it the first time freaked me out. Like, even just it happening, I was like, ugh. Oh, the worst. Right. Okay. Graphic warning. The worst is when you're like trying to do it and you hear it pop. Like you hear it go through. Yeah. <laughs> Christian's face. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, no, I'm good. I, I, anytime I go through East and I walk past that Claire's and I'm like, I'm, why would anyone get their, their ears pierced with a don't, piercing guys, gun at Don't Claire's? get your ears pierced at Claire's. There. Go to a tattoo artist. <laughs> yes. I think that's, I've honestly thought, okay, you guys can give me your feedback. I've honestly thought, you know, as a company, you want to provide knowledge. You want to provide something to your clients that they can't get anywhere else. Obviously, everyone can go buy jewelry just about wherever they want. I've always thought maybe I should add like a little portion to my brand of like educating people on piercings, like how to maintain them and clean them, like the basics. 
but also like the right and wrong way to get your ears pierced because I've certainly done that before. I loved getting my ears pierced and I've done the whole Claire's thing. Guys, don't do it. You're going to ruin your ears. You're going to have so <laughs> many problems. You're going to be like me getting steroid shots in your ears from your dermatologist because you're so messed up. Don't uh, do it. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. No. Why no, it's awful. Yeah. So I've always thought like maybe that's what I should do. A little like tips and facts, little tidbits that people need to know before they venture into ear piercing. Yeah. I mean, that's cool too, because it, it makes it relevant, which is fun, but it also makes it not seem as, I mean, you're obviously being pushy. That's what we're all here to do. We're all here to push (laughs) something, whether it's drugs or not, but if you're, (laughs) yeah. And so like, if you're, if you're doing a, an example, like, oh, this is well, whatever. And this is how you clean them. This is how you do everything with them, mm-hmm. you know, and pointing out the fact that like hypoallergenic earrings and stuff like that, how Kylan dish, if it's not yeah. sterling, like her ears are instantly yeah. green and yep. they itch and it's horrible. And that's a lot of people. And some people, yeah. um, just because they've never been educated on it, don't understand why that keeps happening or why their ears are red or why they swell and itch. Um, so yeah, some people like you just need an outlet that's going to give you that information. Um, and I think I've definitely learned little things here and there from finally learning to go to a professional and then what those professionals teach you, uh, you know, before and after care and all of those things. Um, it's also intimidating. I mean, like I know a lot of people are just, you know, flat out scared of needles, but they really want to get their ears pierced. So they don't know how to do it. Um, I have to say, once I started seeing a professional, guys, it is like life changing. They, first off, I've never feel it. They're so good at just being like quick and efficient about it, which I appreciate. But I have friends who are scared of needles and they've gone and gotten their ears pierced at professionals. And they're like, man, that was not like Claire's where she's like shooting me with a gun. (laughs) Yeah. They use on the same people all day. Maybe it may and they definitely no, they don't clean them. You know they don't. Give it the, oh, they, they, just, they just get a heat gun and heat it up. Like everything's dead. You're good. Next. Yeah. Then there's my mom, and she's like, "We'll just throw a potato behind it in the nice yeah. cube, and you'll be fine." <laughs> yeah. See, and now we've lost our Claire's sponsorship, so it's fine. We didn't That's want it anyway. It's okay. <laughs> but, Guys, don't buy your earrings at Claire's. <laughs> they pay us about as much as Spotify does. <laughs> <laughs> we have to sell 25 cents. tickets <laughs> 86 whole cents no it's not that much come on it's like one tenth of a tenth oh, i didn't know that that is crazy oh. of a tenth and 86 so you made like a dollar last year off of your 100 <laughs> listens or something i think it it would be slightly less than that yeah that's crazy <laughs> <laughs> do you guys have to pay to be on spotify um I think if you, no, I don't, I don't actually, I, no, 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 I do it, but I don't think that there's a way to distribute yourself unless you are like a label or something and you can, you have like a way to send it to them. Um, mm-hmm. Otherwise you have to use like a third party distributor yeah. in order for them, in order like for them to take it. it. You can't just like upload stuff to Spotify. It's not like yeah. SoundCloud or whatever. So you do have to pay wh- whoever you use, whether it's Distro Kit or TuneCore or whoever else, Ditto. Um, uh-huh. You have to pay in order for them to do. It. But I mean, realistically, like it's not that expensive, especially if you're yeah. just like one band. If you do like the five band thing and you're just like one person, 
um i feel like it could get expensive but it's, even that. then it's whatever like it debits my card i think every year at some unknown time and i just <laughs> i just go oh it's just like my <laughs> amazon prime yeah it's just happening i don't pay attention yep. that's how my like design a- programs are in my like personal Ugh. portfolio website it's like one time a year this giant chunk of change that comes out and i'm like oh i totally <laughs> forgot about that i would never uh <laughs> i would never uh promote anybody or whatever advocate for people stealing but I tell you what, it's basically like stealing the way Adobe charges you for everything. It's crazy. It is. Yeah, it's absolutely crazy. But I mean, if you're going to be a designer, you know, the legalese of it all, you got to have it. But at the same time, you just can't be effective without it. It's like I, I bought CS5. Was that the last one you could buy? I don't even remember. Um, oh my gosh, where I you don't could, even like, know what that. I'm on. I have Creative Cloud, so okay. I just pay some ungodly amount every year, <laughs> and I get all of the programs up to date all the time. But I yep. don't know where they're at. <laughs> well, yes, one of just them, just like a gym membership. Yeah. <laughs> one of them, you could. It, it was like the last version. I, I. It was either four or five. I don't really remember, but you, you know, you could buy like the disc is a hundred bucks, like Windows, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you just had it. You just were done and you got updates because you bought it. And then everybody figured out that microtransactions and things like that were the best way to do it. And not to be fair, you know, like if we start an OnlyFans or something or Patreon or something like that, like, uh, we're, you know, five, 10 bucks a month, five bucks a month, 30 cents a month, whatever it is, like that's continual income for whatever company it is. Like that's smart. In my makes hands. Sense. Yeah. <laughs> Like, that makes sense, but it's like <sighs> I know that I have to pay for it, but I just why do I, I have wonder. to pay for it? I bought yeah. the old one. Why can't I just use it? It's it's crazy, and it's definitely um I have Mac product everything. Um, I know all you PC people out there can hate me all you. No, nah, I don't care. I have a new Macs, the like the pastel colored ones. The colored I'm really, ones. I'm really into them. <laughs> I bought purple one. I love it. I bought my first MacBook uh, my senior year of high school as a waitress at Bob Evans. I saved up all of my tips, and at like the end of the year, I went and bought myself a MacBook to take to college. I was so pumped, like biggest purchase I've ever made in my life at the time. I was so excited about it, and then I had it for it way out outlived it's like technology lifespan because you know that's like usually a year before like the new one comes out I think I had it for almost shoot had it for like almost 10 years Hmm. then I finally went and bought the new MacBook and I was like holy crap this is life-changing and then when I graduated college I treated myself to an iMac the desktop um and so I've got a little bit of everything. I love it. It's amazing. Um, but I just updated my iMac to like whatever the most recent one is a couple months ago. And so all of my Adobe programs updated, but then I go to the office and the computers uh-huh. at the office haven't updated. So the programs aren't up to date. So everything's completely different. So I'm like working at home and then I go to work and it's like all the <laughs> buttons are in different places. I'm hitting the wrong keys. Oh, it's so frustrating. I can't work like this. Adobe, get it together. (laughs) 
isn't it nuts how like that first big purchase like you mentioned that like back then it's like wow I oh just God, did this and now and you know it's been it's been years and years and now I'm just like yeah, well, and then you it. buy a house and you're like yeah <laughs> gotta get new shingles on the roof <laughs> oh, yeah I, I think I might actually have to too I heard oh, dripping the other day sword. well ah. I think I gotta get something fixed I heard like dripping and I was like I've never heard that before it's been a whole year and a ha- almost a That's half ghosts and, yeah it could be ghosts <laughs> I ghosts. wouldn't doubt Definitely it ghosts. <laughs> my house is from Definitely the 20s ghosts. I know it's ghosts just remember, whoever you are, it doesn't matter. It's just money. In the end, it's just money. So yeah, it's it's gonna stress you out. Trust me, always mm-hmm. stresses us out so much. Everyone, you just you, you might as well like, just buy it. Whatever it is that you want, you don't you even might know as well just how long it. you're gonna be around. Unless it's but like you work some, for it. Yeah, exactly. I think that's always been my thing. Yeah. I worked hard for this money. I'm gonna treat myself to something. Like, unless it's like yeah. irresponsible, like don't buy a a third car when you can't pay for the first two <laughs> yeah. like if you want the third car don't like buy the second car when you can't pay for the first <laughs> one i don't yeah but you know it, it's just money but also be a little responsible i can't give you financial advice but dave ramsey would be having a heart attack listening <laughs> to this conversation <laughs> i don't even know who that is see just buy what you want <laughs> i i immediately went to chef and then i corrected myself like wait a minute Day. Oh my gosh, no, we, uh, it's definitely, I think, um, that was one of the biggest things for us was I obviously had crazy student loan debt from college. Um, we were working hard to pay that off. We were very fortunate to get it paid off, um, earlier this year. And then my husband was in the military. So his education that he's currently getting right now is paid for. Um, and we were like, man, the people, I mean, I know people who are in their fifties and they're still paying off their education. And you just, you can't get out from under it. But at the same time, I feel like you just can't let that stop you from yeah. like experiencing things and living. Not that I'm telling people to go out and put, your, put yourself in debt <laughs> for like a vacation. Just make make smart decisions. But that, ex- whatever experience that you can get from whatever thing it is that you want to do. You know, some people don't want to travel. Some people don't want to explore. Some people, you know, whatever. And that's, that's yeah. fine. But if you have like an urge to go somewhere and you're like, I really want to travel. Your job is important sort of, I guess, because it gives you oh, money, her, but like yeah. it, it, it's not unless the people there really care about you, your job, <laughs> like taking that week or two weeks off that you earned anyway, that, that they are giving to you. Don't <laughs> let anybody make, make you feel bad about using it literally vacation time use it it's what it's there for everybody needs a break and everybody needs to go do something else even if it's just sitting at home for a week and you like don't have to worry about it and you can de-stress do it if that's what you want to do and you just want to play video games for literally like 144 hours straight or whatever just do it who cares it's just money in the end like i said What's a $20 pair of earrings other than really cool and from like a local small business? Come on, you know. And they'll last if you take care of them. Exactly. Which Savannah is going to start a cool new. I'm going to show you guys how to do it. Fun Mm -hmm. fact Fridays, man. Oh, see, there's even a name for it. It's perfect. It's all about what is that? Alliteration? Yep. I'm not. I'm not the. (laughs) 
I'm not the English went- major here. <laughs> neither, neither am I. I'm the nothing major. What's up, everybody? We're doing something a little bit different here today. As you can tell, today isn't just about music. Our guest isn't directly involved in making music, but we think that's super awesome. We wanted to highlight a local artist who's out there that supports the local art and music scene they may not be familiar with, and we hope to get even more special guests on here to let everyone know how amazing they are and everything they do for the community, but just to know the fact that they're out there. We're going to get back to the episode, but make sure you check out Earful Designs and Savannah's work. Thanks for listening. Oh, mine was mine was not as important. Mine was a joke. <laughs> but not really. Honestly, okay, we, need to get Devin, we need to get Devin on here sometime. He's, you know, he's a firefighter. We can talk about the art of saving lives. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, he wow. would love it. He'd love to shoot the shit with you guys. <laughs> I, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> He keeps peeking his head in here and, and trying to hear, but I have my headphones on, so it's a very one-sided conversation for him. He's like, what kind of headphones are you about? using? You say you, had, you say you have Mac everything. Do you have the AV? I, I do. I have the AirPods. The, are they the ones that I, go over or are they the, in, the inside ones? The, the like, original, like, yeah, the original, like, stick-out-of-your-ear ones. The buds, the, the, the new ones, the ones that uh, silence all noise are cool the noise so canceling cool. whatever things. there's just some there's a mode so there's like the noise canceling one so you like you no one can hear what you're listening to and then yep. you can hear everything like perfectly and then there's the, the mode there's the pass-through mode where you can keep them on and hear everything i, I now i'm now i'm advertising and then there is Sponsor the mode us. that just turns it dead silence nothing at all lets nothing in and it's fantastic and then oh can, see that would I'm a paranoid person at heart. I don't think I could do that because I'd have my headphones in and the whole time I'd be like, someone's standing behind me and I don't know it. <laughs> oh, I think it's cool because sometimes people that I work with would come up to me and I don't like them, but I have them on <laughs> and then just seeing their mouth move and then not hearing a thing. And just I mean, you can totally like, just like pretend you don't hear them too. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather them do that a lot. I'd ra- and then announce that I had them muted. Real life, I've also- I had you muted. <laughs> I've also um, been known to, like, when I used to be in the office, I'd be, like, working and my headphones would die. But it's, like, I'm just too lazy to take them out of my ears. So people yeah. think I'm listening to music, but really I'm just, like, dead silent listening in on everyone's conversation. Oh, yeah. that's the be- But that's the best because then you can eavesdrop and it doesn't e- – no one knows that you're eavesdropping. It doesn't even look like you're being nosy. You just <laughs> got your headphones just in. through on. <laughs> And that pass-through mode on, you can hear everything perfect. They're sitting there, like, leaned up against near them like this. They're like, oh, they get their headphones in. Oh, man. What's that one trick I've seen people – I've never tried it, but people say if you, like, leave your headphone in another room, you can, like, listen in on a conversation using the other headphone. Have you ever seen that? Like a walkie-talkie version of AirPods? Like, oh, my gosh. It's, this room yeah, is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't know. I'll have to look it up. I'll share it with you guys later. But yeah, it's like some trick where you can take one AirPod and leave it in a room. And then if you leave the room, there's like a setting on your phone for the AirPods that you can select. And instead of playing music, it like picks up on sound. You can like listen in. This is the corporate espionage that they were telling us about. So (laughs) these are all the things our parents warned us about when we were little. (laughs) I want to get to our 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 question oh, yes. our question of questions 
and we're gonna see what sort of controversial answer you give us Um, would you like me to word it or would you like to word it you you wordsmith no go for it all right so take take everything you've ever made take your brand if you could describe it as a type of 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 beverage be it soda Mm. or liqueur what would you what would you say it would or be juice or, or juice, juice doesn't I have guess. to be juice. doesn't have to be a hard drink as long as you don't, just don't say water much. yeah just don't say water <laughs> okay i won't say water i love i love a good glass of water though yeah um oh shoot okay what well, let me answer that with a question <laughs> what would you guys pick for your band this is, what would be your beverage? This is in a reverse yeah, this, interview. It is now. It is now. It's, it's what has this happened to us? Um, I'll let Cameron go first while mm. I try to think of something that is uh, okay. only found at that Rocket Fizz place in Columbus. <laughs> uh, gosh, I don't know. I would... Uh, ooh. I don't know. I guess... If I would pick like a regular any old type of drink, I I hate this. Why do we do this to people? I don't know. It's fun <laughs> when it's not us. I, I don't. Yeah, exactly. That Everybody seems so. Me, yeah. She just wanted time to think. I know. <laughs> That's no, what I, I did to you. I have mine. I'll go. I'll okay. I have mine. Right, Cameron, well, can can Cameron? You do yours, and then I'm still thinking. Okay. Well. Gosh, I don't know. I feel like we're a good, a nice, crisp glass of <laughs> not Sunny D. Sorry, I was I was thinking of like really gross things, and I, I don't, I don't want to be Sunny D. I thought you were gonna say milk, and I was gonna get really mad. <laughs> oh God, please don't say milk. <laughs> uh, ew, no, I oat milk all day, every day. Um, if you've never had oat milk, super good. I'm an almond milk myself. Silk. Oh, Oat milk is is a very different texture and flavor just overall. See, I have a problem. I have a problem with textures. I think I'm out. Well, it's like you know, like the chocolate milk you buy from like Kroger, the pre-mixed chocolate milk. Mm-hmm. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that I was, like how you hesitated. You. Yeah, she's like, she's, she's like, child. yeah, Cameron, I definitely know. <laughs> yeah, that's what I did. I went over to his house and I opened his fridge and I was like, is this chocolate milk? <laughs> I got it. It was like seventy nine cents. Okay. All Come right. On. At all least right. it's not. At least it's not strawberry milk. Well, ju- oh, strawberry milk's so good. Actually, that's 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 wrong. That's objectively <laughs> wrong. It's delicious. I drink yeah, no, strawberry you, milk I'll every stop day for you lunch. Right there. Oh no, I'm a. I'll I'll absolutely pick chocolate milk over strawberry milk any day. Evil. But it, oat milk is like it's. I guess it doesn't really have like a different type of flavor or a different texture exactly. It's. You know, almond milk is like thin almost. It's not like drinking water, but like, you know how like coconut milk is kind of thin also? Like it's, yeah. oat milk is like thick. It's like, it's imagine a milkshake, but like slightly less. A little it's, more viscous. Is that the right term? <laughs> I don't know. Like regular milk to no, me no, is like, like viscous and gross. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like, are, it so, doesn't are you calling us that. milk still? I, I don't know. Oh, yes. I, 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 I'm i going to go with the chocolate milk that you, that pre mixed chocolate milk. You're That's horrible. a cure for love for sure. Nah, you know, I'm going to say, you know, chocolate I'm going to go with, <laughs> let me set the scene for you. Late at night, 
road trip. <laughs> You're hungry. You're on your. You went out doing stuff. Long day, long night. You've been in the car for eight hours. First sign oh, in sight: White Castle. <laughs> Dine in open. Barks red cream soda. It is. Ooh. Let's go. That's actually yeah. That's true. My coupons expired the other day, unfortunately. With a side of chicken range. <laughs> what, did you, what did you say? <laughs> oh, man. Are you, know, you guys really thought, thought that one out? <laughs> no, I like it. I like the creativity of it. <laughs> what's, oh, what's, what is your pick? What is, what is Savannah's... What is earful? Collective. Well, it could be earful. It could be all of your collective art for um, throughout your entire life. That sounds a lot more. Um, okay, that's different. Difficult. That's but different. If you could describe earful, because. Okay, yeah, definitely... we'll start with we'll start with earful because I have one for that. If I did uh, me as a whole, I feel like it might be different. Let's see. Okay, earful. It is also one of my favorite drinks, but I think it applies appropriately. A mojito. Oh, it's, okay. It's crisp. It's classic. I feel like a, a lot of people are scared of it at first, but then as soon as you have it, you're like, oh my gosh, this is delightful. It's refreshing. You know, it, it just never goes out of style. You can't do a mojito wrong. And you can like spice it up with, with a little extra lime or instead of club soda, you can do Sprite for a little, little mm. flavor. Mm. You know? I'll take that. You did that That's one fair. very well. That's fair. Sold me on mojitos. I think you, you're going to sell a bunch of people on mojitos. <laughs> Guys, okay. mojitos no. are the best. We, we, got, we got to sell them on the earrings, Christian. Shut the fuck up. How, I mean, oh, I'll sell mojito? you on a mojito, too, mo if you want. Little, little mojito earrings. Ah. That's what I should do. I do have pineapple earrings. Maybe I got I got to make some mojito ones now. Yeah, pineapple earrings? I do. They're cute Let's little baby pineapples. Go. Morgan would love that. Yeah, we'll have to get her some pineapple earrings. Yeah. Um, another question after you ask, so you, so you described the business. Now, how would you describe overall? Like me as a creative, as yes. a drink. Oh, like a a mai tai. They're really complex. They're so <laughs> that's so hard to make a mai tai. I've honestly never made one. I only buy them. There's too much that goes into it. I feel like I've never actually drank my time. I don't think I have either. Also, super refreshing, guys. Look at me just listing off all these beach beverages. <laughs> <laughs> I clearly am in some kind of mindset. Hey, you know, it, it's all about the relaxation, the mm -hmm. good feelings. You know, you just gotta. I get to enter that happy place when you're working on your happy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, next time you guys go out, if they have a Mai Tai, if it's a reputable oh, bar, order <laughs> a Mai Tai. If I, oh, the new local cantina that's opening up nearby. Okay, yeah. I've never had their Mai Tai. I do support their margaritas and their queso and their tacos, pretty much anything they have. I'm ready. Um, so I'm sure they have a good Mai Tai. Well, and we could like go there and get food yeah. pretty easily too, since we don't have to drive very far away to columbus anymore if, for that or yeah. if you we health could, we nuts. could all walk from our house well yeah. i yeah. i feel like someone would you could hit walk me. cameron you'd be fine i mean i you could, could walk, it would take cameron, me a you while. could walk from our house it's fine <laughs> there we go we'll have an extra bed you can crash in if you have too many my ties <laughs> thank you i don't i have a cat i don't even need an entire one i could have like 
a third and be like, whoa, I'm wasted. Oh, the Mai Tai. Yeah, no, he yeah. doesn't require anything. No. Mm -mm. He, he, you could give him a I, sample and he'd be fine. Yeah, so Me usually too. that's what yeah. I do. Like, I'll, I'll go to BrewDog and sample their beers and stuff because I'm like, I hate IPAs. These are disgusting. But I'm like looking for a good one that I can actually drink. And by the time I've had three samples, I'm like, all right, guys, I actually don't need a beer anymore. I'm fine. I'm yeah. good for the rest of the night. I've tapped out. Yeah, that's <laughs> happened to me a couple times. The drinks will like sneak up on you, and like before you know it, it's like, oh my god, it's too late. Oh, oh. man, you want to talk about sneaking <laughs> up on someone with drinks? <laughs> when we did our release show, I had uh, I had three double vodka cranberries, and then one single, and then oh. a, and then a, and a Modelo or two. But I just Thank I you. got a, I it throughout the whole night, you know, because I, I had the first one. And I waited a little bit, and I was like, wow, you know, I, I'm fine. I got another one. Wow, I'm fine. Third one, I told my buddy. I'm like, real my, fine. I, 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 <laughs> my buddy, I was like, this is my third one. He was like, oh, no. <laughs> and, then I had the, and then I had the single one. And by the time we got up there is when they all went, all right, now's the time. Hit it. And I was like, oh, no. There's no turning back at that point. There, there was Christian, no turning back. Christian looked at me and was like, that wave. I had blah, blah, blah. And I was that, like, oh, no. <laughs> that face I made earlier where I was like, you can see there are a couple videos of me doing that. People took some like cool <laughs> promo, like serious videos. And you see me going. Then that's just Christian in the background. like, Yeah. Hey. Oh, alcohol no, is not cool yeah if you is. don't drink awesome. straight edge all the way I be love careful it. with that stuff <laughs> it's my uh, crush oh no uh, that's what music's for christian come on just turn your life around or art do Too art late. we are we just talked about it there's no turning around <laughs> savannah do you uh to get this back on the what we're here for <laughs> i you know <laughs> no that's i was fine. i was gonna actually i i'm, I'm gonna cut you off because you're mean and talking about okay. my problems um <laughs> do you take commissions do you do commissions yeah it's, um as far as design or earrings um, and all of it definitely what would you say is the most challenging one that you have uh taken oh um I think I'll say from a design perspective, really anything, maybe not challenging as far as technique or what I actually had to do, but challenging um, working for people, you know, really closely. I feel like it's harder. Like you're afraid you don't want to disappoint them or let them down or uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh yeah, I feel like yeah. more pressure for that. Um, so from a design perspective, I would say that's probably some of the most challenging stuff I do. Oh, earrings. I haven't yeah. really done too many custom things when it comes to earrings. I have had people request earrings, um, a couple people for weddings. And I think that's a lot of pressure. Like your wedding, it's a big day. Like, I don't want to mess that up. <laughs> I feel like that's really cool, though. Like to have custom earrings made for your wedding. Is, I feel like that's not something that people really think about. Maybe because I'm not a bride. I don't know. Maybe that yeah. is. And I'm the asshole here. But No, I think I, it's I think it's becoming more common because 
Um, obviously I don't know either. I didn't do custom anything for my wedding, <laughs> but I think it's one become way more feasible. There's so many options out there, especially with Etsy and platforms like that. It's a lot easier to, um, find people where you can like affordably get custom options. Uh, but I think because of that, it's just become more known through social media and everything like that. But everybody has their own style. And, you know, sometimes you'll go out and you, your wedding's a big day. You have a special idea in mind of what you want. Um, so you're like, oh my gosh, I have to have the perfect earring for this. Um, so yeah, I've had a couple of people who reach out to me and they're like, oh my gosh, I really wanted something that looks like this, but I just can't find it. So they'll send me pictures of things they liked or sketches. Um, and then, you know, we make it happen. Yeah. I'd say it, it, it honestly, I, I feel like it'd be like, aside from like, you know, the business, the business, uh, standing, like it'd be a huge privilege to be like, Oh wow. I was part of that. This important event for this person's lives, or I contributed something to that. I think that's, that's really cool. Yeah. And like everyone obviously has a million pictures taken that day. So those earrings are there forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and actually that's a, I'm curious too. So do you have, whether it be the earrings or the, I mean, we you've talked about it too. So maybe not so much on the earring part, but for mm-hmm. design and art, do you have a specific style that you gravitate towards? Um, um, whether it's one that pays well <laughs> <laughs> i mean it could even be stuff for you uh like if you were to sit down and make something for yourself is there something that like kind of naturally comes to you that you enjoy making more often than not like uh whether it's like mixed media collage style or um yeah. do you really like you know charcoal and paper drawing stuff specific like the aesthetic yeah. of it I think um, my background is definitely, like I said, my degrees in graphic design, but I have a minor in art history. um, So I love pretty classical pieces, which is funny because if you look at my art, you definitely would not know that. (laughs) I like to pull inspiration from it, but anything I create definitely, um, I don't think reflects that education as far as the look and feel of it, but more like the techniques and those kinds of things. But yeah, like I said earlier, I'm very much, I love symmetry and those kinds of things. So I was like one class away from having a minor in illustration. I love drawing. I haven't done it in far too long, but I think you definitely notice that I'm really big on crisp, straight lines, really bold uh, contrast, no color. I'm terrible. I do not (laughs) add color to anything. Everything is black and white, whether it's ink or charcoal or graphite um I love using all the different mediums though I don't I don't think I could pick just one I kind of like using them all I have a a few pieces I've done where there's like a little of each mixed in there and those are always kind of fun because you get the textures and even though they're all dark um your graphite your charcoal your ink you're you're going to get different colors from each of those different shades so that's always fun to play around with um Gosh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that answers your question at all. <laughs> uh, no, that's, yeah, that's fine. Uh, and to follow up too is, so usually a music related question, but 
who is your favorite artist? Oh, <laughs> I don't think I can answer that. Could you guys answer that? Yeah. Really? Oh well, God. it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be music. Uh, I mean, specifically art. A person who creates. No, drawings, I mean, I love. Paintings. I love music. Yeah, I think that's a hard one for me. I don't. I don't think I could pick just one. I go through different phases, like different moods <laughs> of like how I'm feeling. Um, yeah, that's fair. You know, like sometimes I'm in like a country mood. Sometimes in a classic rock mood. Sometimes like I'm an angsty 2002. <laughs> it's really it changes daily. Um, oh man. Oh my gosh, guys, that is a hard question. I could come up with mojito to your tricky question. Come up with this. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I think, um, okay, I'll pick one. Most people would probably know, and it's a medium that I don't work in. Um, Annie Leibovitz, photographer. Okay. Like a lot of people know her, so that'll be one that people can, you know, immediately maybe recognize some of her work. Um, I love the stark contrast of her black and white photos um, from her early career not so much her commercial mm-hmm. uh, career with like the celebrities and Vogue spreads and stuff like that. Not that they don't look good, but <laughs> just not my, not my style. Yeah, just doesn't, um, doesn't evoke that feeling in you. Yeah. I think, uh, oh my gosh, I loved art history. I was that nerd that loves taking art history classes. Um, let's see. I love, oh my gosh, I'm going to butcher his name. Jean, oh my gosh, Jean Auguste, Auguste. Oh my gosh, I'm terrible. I don't know how to pronounce it. Oh my gosh, I think I know who you're talking about, actually. Um, Avris is his last name. Yeah. Um, He has a very classical, it's called Odalisque, Grand Odalisque. It's like his most common painting that people would probably recognize. Uh, obviously you've got your Picassos and things like that that everyone knows. Love them too. Nothing right. wrong with them. <laughs> but I think if I had to pick like a classic artist, um, probably him. I don't know why. I've always been drawn to his work. I do know this work. picture. I do know this painting. <laughs> the Odalise. Yeah, that's my mood every day. <laughs> <laughs> lounging naked with my with my the... peacock feather duster <laughs> <laughs> and my extremely long pipe next to my incense uh thing um and you're like anatomically incorrect spine yeah, uh, yeah. my my extremely long that long was body that was back yeah. in the time when people we didn't we don't have pictures. Our retinas develop oh. differently. Okay? We're <laughs> differently now. So I'll Let's give see. them that. Um, if I had to pick someone with a completely different style, I'll give everybody just like some artists to look up. Names that, I don't know, maybe people will know these names. Uh, who else do I like? Caravaggio. Mm-hmm. Darker work. I like that. I like that darker work. Um obviously completely different mood. <laughs> um, another one that people will like, which is like very much not my style. And I don't know why I'm drawn to it. Um, Gustav Klimt. 
Oh yeah. I like a good Klimt. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not my style at all. I don't know why. It's why I'm drawn to it. It's, it's really, uh, I mean, it's strange, but it's like very, it's like surreal without being surreal. I don't know. I guess is that, Mm -hmm. that's that's like the best way to describe it. Cause things just like not, they just, they kind of don't make sense, but they do. Yeah. I I have um, the kiss socks. Oh, which yeah. I think was a Klimt. I'm pretty sure. Yep. Yeah. Gold. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Um, I think. Oh, one that's like real out there. He's crazy. Um, oh, what was his name? Starts with an, his last name's Bosch. Um, Hieronymus. Oh, mm. is that how you pronounce it? Hieronymus Bosch. You probably recognize it. Um, if you looked it up, um, Earthly Delights, the Garden of Earthly Delights, that's what it is. Really messed up painting. But if you look into it, man, the detail. Oh, I've seen this. I've seen, seen this before. before. Okay. Well, if you zoom in, fair warning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I hmm. am zoomed. <laughs> yeah. I, I have and zoomed. And I see it. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, it's crazy. I'm zooming more. <laughs> I, yeah. There's a lot Dude. going on here. Um, what the hell is on the right? It's, a, like it's cool. a triptych that he did. Um, I don't... It's been so far long since I've been in any my art history classes. <laughs> I do not remember what uh, era he's from. Um, but I think he was a very... Yeah. Um, not much was known about him. So I think that's why I love his work even more because like his work alone is a little like mind bending. <laughs> yeah. I, I've only seen this one. Like I'm looking at a horrifying where's Waldo, <laughs> but like the colors, when you first see it, you're like, Oh, this is like a happy garden. And then you right. look in and you're like, though. Holy crap. You zoom yeah. in, you're like, <laughs> What is this nightmare Dr. Seuss that I'm looking at? Oh, man. It's so um, strange. I, I, I keep finding new things. Yeah. If you read into it, if you do like a little research on it, obviously a lot of scholars have tried to interpret the piece. Um, there's a lot happening, but it's definitely interesting to see what people come up with, whether it's uh, him trying to tell a story or if it's like a warning about our morals. <laughs> and Probably, I could see yeah. that. Yeah, it I'm said kinda, he was. I'm kind of the way I'm looking at it, it. You look at it on the left; it kind of, it kind of seems like a, like a biblical sort of thing. Oh yeah, like definitely. A, sort of Adam and Eve garden on the left, of, and, and yeah, like, Garden of Eden kind of judgment. So, yeah. uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah, he's got a. I think it's it's definitely interesting. He has some other work if you look into it. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I just love the detail of his stuff. You can zoom in and and no matter what part you zoom in on from any of his work, it's just like there's so much detail to like pick through. That stuff has always been like super interesting because there's there's like manga, but there's also... I mean, just like there's a Christian was talking about an author that I can never remember the name of that. He wrote the the 
uh gosh he's he draws like the really bizarre adventures yeah no no no, not jojo's um yeah 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 um but he like draws like the the scenes of like the plant like not the planet but like landscapes and stuff like that there's one with the cliff and the cities on it um Gosh, I can't remember what the heck his name oh, is. Oh, oh, oh! You mean the Edge Chronicles? That old that yeah, that, yeah. Is that a mod? When I sent you the no, no, maps no, I, of? Yeah, I didn't say that. That was a manga, was old, but like I'm saying, read. like there's mangas. There's people yeah. who draw like stuff for books. That's really cool. But there's so much like you can't even get the maps close are in so it. Cool. Yeah, you can't get mm-hmm. close enough to it with your with your face. Like even a magnifying glass isn't enough to like see everything that's happening. It's like how do you even? We're talking like, like artists, like uh, like manga Mm -hmm. artists. uh, Hirohiko Araki, he uh, does a series called JoJo's uh, Bizarre Adventure, and this dude is I I own a whole bunch of of his works and like the detail in all of every every panel, every single panel. It's like, how did you have time for this? He he apparently studies like statues in museums. He had his own like exhibit for all his artwork from his series at like a some famous museum in Japan or some or somewhere. But like, it's it's nuts. That stuff is nuts. His style. Is nuts. Yeah, I've always been super jealous of people who are able to pay that much attention to like the minute details and really get in there it's god it takes so much time and attention and dedication <laughs> yeah that uh, some of the i i don't know if there are D specific drawings but there's people who like draw maps or maps of towns and and stuff like that there's one particular artist that i can't remember the name of i was reading like a reddit article about just like maps in general just because maps are cool <clears throat> um and this guy had similar similar to this it, there's like it's a symmetrical of drawing of the front of a gate to this palace or something and it is it's huge it's like a 24 by 30 or something and but when you look at it, you're like, oh, that's really cool. But then, like, you look at it and you're like, oh, my gosh. And you see, like, all the little hash marks and and just there's so you're I there's not a, a pen or pencil small enough to do some of the marks on those pieces of paper. But somehow they've done it. And they're just like, oh, my goodness. If only yeah. my brain worked enough to be able to do this. Even like thinking of. um Oh, there's an artwork called A Sunday Afternoon. I cannot remember who is that painted the, it. It's uh, Is it Pointillism? Is that the one with the... Yes. It's like huge. Yeah, it's massive. They're all like sitting by the water mm-hmm. under their umbrellas and everything. Um, yeah, it's, it's insane because when you look at it, you wouldn't know it until you get up close to it and you're like, holy crap. This all is the dots. Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's. Insane. I know this one from Looney Tunes. Family Guy. The oh. movie. No. No. <laughs> Back in action, they jump yeah. into the picture, and Daffy Duck falls apart or something. Oh my gosh! Yes, <laughs> I, I totally remember what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, pointillism is amazing. Um, again, 
just so much dedication to the technique and more time than I have on my hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and speaking of more than you have anything to do with. So <laughs> when Devin said there's no way you can like you don't need that many earrings. That's totally a lie. Oh um, gosh, if yeah. you had a pair of earrings for every day of the year, I don't see anything wrong with that. Enough. Yeah, I, I don't see anything wrong enough. with that. I'm also like a huge shoe lover. I like collect shoes. So that was always my goal when I was younger. Like I'll just have a new pair of shoes every day of the year. How amazing oh. would that be? The, that takes older, up a lot more space. Like, yeah, but then I got older and I was like, man, that is expensive. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, shoes are expensive. <laughs> then they yeah. get dirty real quick. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I like a good crisp white shoe, but you're only going to have it for like a couple wears. Yeah. Until it's not white anymore. Like Tyler's Yeezys he had or whatever. Yeah, the fir- trying them on and then the first step out of the building. <laughs> and then and then they're done. I'm a big OxyClean and toothbrush, like scrub your shoes ah. kind of person and then wash them. Definitely. I'm, I'm that crazy person that washes my shoes, guys. I'm going to be 100% honest. I, I have, I've been wearing the same pair of Vans since I was like 17. So <laughs> they, they still work. Wrong with that. They're my work shoes. They're my, they're my trash work shoes if anything happens to them. I'm not, they've already, for every, for every dollar spent on the shoe, I got to wear them for like, an hour one 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 hour that's that's how i feel about things like that for every dollar <laughs> i spend on something that's supposed to be give me use that isn't food your cost I'm per wear has really gone like down hours, but <laughs> but like just a just a dollar an hour for me it works like that for games i think about how easy that is to do with earrings i mean come on you could just oh, put cost- them in and forget yeah, my cost per wear on my earrings is like zero at this point. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely very minimal. I'm big on uh, I'm big on investing into nice pieces, even if it costs more. Investing in it if it's going to last. Um, something quality instead of buying yeah. trendy pieces that you're going to wear for a season, and then next year you're like, well, guess yeah, I'm I mean, going to be done with that. It it's it's wasteful. One like. Because then you're going to forget that you have them, you buy something else, right? Mm-hmm. But there's some. Uh, let's we'll go back to the shoes for just a second. So, I my feet are all sorts of messed up, right? So, I go and buy like $150 pair of shoes because my feet, like if I wear just like regular shoes anymore, mm-hmm. my at the end of the day, my feet are killing me. So, I've got oh, the inserts, yeah. I've got like clouds for shoes. Because it's so uncomfortable <laughs> if I'm wearing shoes. Walking around just like barefoot and stuff, I don't have a problem because that's the way your feet are supposed to be. Whatever. But if I'm wearing like a bad pair of shoes, I notice really uh, really not that far into wearing them throughout the day. I'm just like, all right, I got to take my shoes off. This sucks. I also have like odd, awkwardly wide feet and whatever. So that also kind of plays to it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it, it. I would rather go and buy the super expensive pair of shoes and make them last because I, you know, they're good to wear for me, than to like go buy a thirty dollar pair of shoes. And be like, yeah, I mean, I don't care if they get messed up. 
I've got some of those, but I don't wear them every day because I would be I would cry every day. I would cry. I would probably just bawl my eyes out. So it's like it, with, when it comes to things that people create, like whether it's earrings or paintings people make or, you know, whatever, even if it doesn't have like a, a use, quote unquote use, mm-hmm. like if I put up a cool thing somebody makes on my wall and I get to look at it every day, I would rather spend everybody who creates something always undersells themselves, right? It, Oh, absolutely. Whatever it is, it's probably worth at least twice as much as whatever I'm selling it to you for. Biggest culprit of that. <laughs> so, for everyone out there, earful earrings, if they're $20, they're actually worth 40 and you <laughs> could buy them for 40 and justify it. So, just saying. But it, you anything that you buy from somebody who makes something that's like handmade is always worth it, as long as they care about what it is that they're making. I mean, you know, some people out there are probably making stuff just to like get rid of it, sell it and cool. But, you know, if they care about what they're making, then it's definitely worth paying that little bit of extra just to one, support them. But also, too, it, you, you could probably it probably won't fall apart within the general time frame that most things like that would. And it's not going to yeah. make your ears itch. So. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, guys. You're not going to have any green ears yeah. over here. Yeah, I think it's definitely um, having that art background. Obviously, they teach you how to price your pieces. Being an artist, if you're, you know, selling something in a gallery or whatnot, and it's hard. Like you yeah. obviously take into account the cost of your, like the expenses, the very obvious expenses, your canvas, your paint, your chart, like anything that the material you use that has a definitive price, a definitive expense of what you paid to get there. And then they're like, okay, well, what's your time worth? Yeah. I don't know. What's my time. Like, well, <laughs> let me ask you, what's my time worth? <laughs> and it was so hard because obviously they can't tell you what your time is worth. Like you have to figure that out. And so there's all kinds of you know, formulas out there that you can use, you know, how much money do you want to make a year and then divide that by how many paintings you think you can sell and, you know, price it that way, price it hourly. There's so many ways to come up with this, with this, what seems arbitrary number to people, but there's a lot of thought that goes into it. There's, there's so much when I price a pair of earrings, I'll price it and I'll be like, oh my gosh, you know, X, Y, and Z expenses need to be accounted for um my time that I've put into it things like that and then I always come up with it (laughs) you know like those kinds of expenses but like ramen isn't too expensive so that's okay but But you can make it good you can make yeah spice it up easily (laughs) I some everything but the bagel seasoning in there yeah yeah. I can make your own noodles (laughs) (laughs) you come up with this price and it's so easy for me to say okay, I calculate all of the ex- expenses. And based on those numbers, I should be selling it for, you know, X dollars, but then I'm immediately, let's take $10 off of that. Right. Let's take $15 off of that. How can we make this less expensive? We don't need to make that much of a profit. It's totally fine. We're doing this so people can appreciate and like find value and just like joy in something. Everybody, I don't care who you are. If you get a package in the mail that has your name on it, it's like Christmas day that morning. Like <laughs> it, I could get a package tomorrow and I'm going to be 
geeked to open it. I'm going to be like, this is amazing. What's inside? Even if I know what it is, cause I ordered it, <laughs> but there's just like, there's something so exciting about like opening a little gift for yourself. You're like, I get to show this off and I can wear it tomorrow and hopefully someone will notice it and ask me questions and strike up a conversation. Um, yeah. I think it's just like that little, like treat yourself moment. <laughs> yeah. I, and with, with all art, whatever it is. And for everybody out there who ends up listening, when you go to commission earrings from Savannah or art from her or art from anybody, whatever they tell you the price is, pay it, obviously. Like don't, don't, don't be one of those people. Yeah. Don't, don't haggle. haggle with whatever it is because unless it's like, you know, but even then, even you're gonna then, haggle, make it yourself. Yeah. Even then you reached out to this person to make you something they deserve probably whatever it is that they've asked for. And it is, it's totally acceptable. Or more. Yeah. Yeah. It's totally acceptable if you reach out to someone and say like, Hey, I want a custom pair of earrings. This is what I'm looking for. What's it going to cost? If they send you a quote and it's absolutely not in your budget, it is totally fine to email them back and be like, look, I'm so sorry. That's just not in my budget right now. Um, But I appreciate your time. Like, just yeah. let them know that you appreciate what they're doing. You love the product that they're putting out there, but like, they just can't make it. You can't make it happen right now financially. 90%, 99% of the time, that creator is going to completely understand because as artists, I feel like we've all been in that situation before where like, you really want something, but you just can't justify it. And I'll be honest, a lot of times people the creator might email you back and be like, look, that's fine. If you can't afford that, like maybe we can work something out Mm -hmm. or I can create it using this material that's less expensive. Or, you know, they might have alternative options for you to consider. They also might be like, no problem. Let me know if you're interested in the future. Um, And, you know, you just don't get anything at that time. That's totally fine. Don't respond and be like, um, that's way too much. Why are you charging that much? It's not worth it. Like, okay, well, you're the one that reached out to me. Right. Well, and, and we're in <laughs> yeah. this. Can you make it? Yeah. And and we're in this society of, of consumption. Everything you can consume so easy. Like we talked, we made the joke about Spotify. Like, yeah, they pay us one tenth of a cent for every song play. Cool. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's a funny joke, but it's, that's how it works. Whatever. Um, I think but, streaming is cool, but I feel yeah. like it, I wish everyone still had to buy music, honestly. Yeah, uh, and, and I, is, I, I feel like it golden time from from a from a person who makes music, uh I don't know why I did that, but for a person who makes music <laughs> and and you know has CDs or sells it or let you know people can stream it, it's it's cool when people want to buy it from you. Because mm-hmm. that that validates the reason that you made it, right? Yeah, it's it not it's not that everybody wants it. to do it for money. It's even the earrings. If someone, if every, if you could just live on the validation of the fact that people really wanted them and always came to you to get them, and and money wasn't a thing, it, like money wasn't mm-hmm. actually yeah. important. Like you didn't need money. That's enough to have a reason to do it. But everybody goes yeah. to their job and works their job to make money so that they can buy all the stuff that they want and whatever. And that's how the world works and blah, blah, whatever. Mm-hmm. But we, you know, we've reached out to people and at the end of them making something for us, 
we're like, how much is it? We know usually I don't ask at the beginning because I don't really care. Like in the end, if they're like, yeah, it's like four hundred dollars, we'll be like, yeah, cool, <laughs> sweet. Uh, that's awesome. That's what I want. I don't care. I don't. I don't care how much it costs for you to make something really awesome for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but they'll be like, you know, I don't know, just whatever. And I'm like, all right. And then I text Christian. I'm like, how much do you want to? How much do you want to throw at them? And he's like, just whatever. And I'm like, all right, cool. And then we'll, you know, couple, however much, however much it ends up being X dollars. Mm-hmm. And they're every time they're like, wow, that's awesome. Thank you so much. And it's like, I, it hurts me knowing that you didn't expect us to pay you as much as you, as we did, because that means that you didn't value whatever it was that you made as much as we did oh yeah and that's that's like that's so common and that but that's like that's like heartbreaking too because someone will draw something or make something and you're like i would give you more money if i had it that's how i look at it i feel like we're raised to be like (laughs) not all of us (laughs) (laughs) some of us definitely have a different mindset but i feel like we're raised to think like you are not god's gift to this earth (laughs) and then you like go and you make this thing and you're like okay i might like it but like nobody else is gonna like it enough to pay that much money for it so then you price it at whatever you think people might be willing to pay for it um whatever you feel like won't be embarrassing or you know whatever excuse you come up with in your head it's going to be underpriced for what somebody might be willing to pay for. And like you said, if somebody's willing to pay for it, it gives you that validation. But at the same time, there's always going to be that person out there. That's like, it's not worth it. And I yeah. think that's the hardest thing. Unfortunately, it's so common. And for anyone that is still listening to this, I think if you are in any kind of creative industry It's so hard to get past that, but you have to take those criticisms with a grain of salt. I know in the design industry, obviously full-time I work for a company, you know, we have clients that we have set rates with. We, they know exactly what they're paying every single time. They're not blindsided by anything. Um, They go into a project, like they send you the request. They know exactly what they're going to get back. And I mean, we've even had clients before that. I mean, I'm not like trying to toot my own horn, but I feel like I'm pretty decent at my job and like as a designer and, you know, this client we had been working with, they were somewhat new to us and, but it was a new person within the company that I was working with and she was higher up, um, like pretty high up. Uh, and I did the project for, gave them exactly what I thought they wanted uh, other people within my company, my coworkers also agreed that they thought this was in line with the project scope of the project. Um, and this, this individual flat out told me on a phone call in front of my supervisor and our head of HR that her eighth grader could have done a better job than me. And I just sat there like, I paid how much money for a four year degree in this to be sitting here to get, you know, like smacked down by someone. And I, you know, I am calm, cool and collected, told her, I'm sorry, you feel that way. We will do whatever it takes to fix this. But the whole time I was sitting inside thinking, 
if you think your eighth grader could do better, go ahead. Um, yeah. You are paying us for our knowledge of the industry, the effect, like efficiency of our work. If you send me a project and say you need it by end of day, guess what? You're going to have that project by the end of the day right. because I'm going to know how to get it done and make it happen quick, but also the troubleshooting of it. If I send you something, a PDF and the PDF doesn't work, well, there could be numerous reasons or your website crashes. Guess what? You're paying us to have the knowledge to fix that problem for you in a timely manner so you don't lose money yeah. and you can continue like your job and you have one last thing to think about. Your eighth grader, guess what? He's coming home every night and demanding dinner and he's not going to know crap about how to fix your PDF or why your website crashed. Yeah, I, I mean, think- and that's a person who who woke up that morning and wanted to hurt as many people as they could. So for anybody else too, if you make something and someone there, there are ways to say, I don't like that. Um, can you do it again? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Or, you know, this isn't what I, I would wanted, whatever. There are ways to do it without actually <laughs> the, the customer is always right is not right. That is that is a way that like retail works because that's how retail works. But that's not how just general like you don't walk up to somebody or like one of your friends and go, hey, yeah, ask them a question. And they're like, no, I can't. I've you know, I got to go do something else. And you're like, yeah, well, you're actually an idiot and I hate you. I hope that. <laughs> all the worst things could possibly happen to you the rest of the day. You don't say that because that's like, there's no reason to one, be rude to them for basically no reason. There are ways to just be like, no, I, that's fine. Okay, cool. I can. I think it's, it's hard. Like I said, uh, like when you're in art school, you're trained to price your work based off of like your expenses and then adding in your time. I think also somebody, um, put it into perspective, an article I read, their husband pours concrete, I think it was, or is, uh, or no, was in construction of some kind, like home remodeling. And he had sent a quote to a potential client for the work that they wanted, building a deck or something like that. And the person emailed back and said, well, it would cost me half that much to buy the lumber. Why is it so expensive? Well, yeah. and then she listed out and she was like, my husband, is a hardworking man. Yes, the lumber costs, you know, X, but you have to factor in his time. Like you Mm -hmm. said, you got to feed yourself, you have bills to pay, things like that. But also, are you going to go buy the table saw? There's another expense, the nail gun, like all of the tools you have to have to do this. By the time you buy all of that, put in the time to do it and the lumber. First off, you probably don't have the experience or knowledge to build the deck yourself for it to actually withstand your weight and like using it. Um, And she said, so before you judge, you know, a small business, really think about what goes into it. Obviously for me, when I started the clay earrings, my fun little pasta machine, like that costs something. Yes. If you want to go out and buy that pasta machine, I wholeheartedly support you go learn how to make these like do it for yourself because then you're going to appreciate it when you wear them. You're going to be like, I made these. It means so much to me. You can show them off that kind of stuff. But if you want to buy those earrings from a small business, do not criticize them for how they priced it. You don't know what kind of time or effort they put into those. Um, And like you said, they have, 
the courage to put themselves out there for you to see their work and judge them. Um, they don't, they don't need you writing mean comments back. Yeah. And, and not to be like a, a rant on how hard it is to make things or to sell them. Right. And that's mm-hmm. not the point of that. Uh, I was even trying to uh, <laughs> put off, but uh, just to say that anybody out there who makes something deserves the respect because they've made it. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if it's yourself, uh, you know, someone listens to this and they make something, they draw something, they make sock puppets and do like shows or something, whatever it is. Like they <laughs> well, deserve like other people to not shit on them all day for the thing that they do. As long as they're also not a shady sleazebag, you know, <laughs> assuming they're doing it because they like it, not just to make the quick buck. Nothing, you know, not that anything's wrong with making a dollar, but if they're not yeah, a sleaze yeah, bag about it. Yourself. Yeah. You have to. You, you, if you love doing something, like, is it like all old people say, is it really work if you love doing it? Yeah, but yeah. then if you do what it is that you love, they, they're like, hey, that's not a real job. You're like, I know. You told me it uh, wasn't, and I love it. <laughs> I, um, now I have, I have, I have one last question. It's, it's a two-parter, but it's, it, it can be a simple one. Uh, at least this is the last one I can think of. Uh, we're going to the earrings again, because honestly, I, I find this I find fascinating. I, I love that you make earrings. It's cool. Good. Um, what is your favorite pair of earrings you have made? And oh. what is your dream pair of earrings to make? Oh, um, that's a good question. Let's see. I think maybe my favorite pair of earrings. Hmm. I'm not like a, um, a flashy like earring person. I don't know. I'm just so busy and active all the time that I never, I don't wear big earrings by any means. I'm a very small stud little hoop kind of person. Uh, but if I'm like, if I want to get fancy, I think the Quincy is probably one of my favorite pairs of earrings. It's a mix of polymer clay and metal. Um, it's a longer earring. So it's definitely like a statement earring. Um, you're not going to put these on to go to the gym. Absolutely not. Uh, but I also think it's just a really like, <laughs> it's a really clean design. Um, and it's good. I love it for events. Um, I'm actually going to a wedding this weekend. So I'll, probably way around um yeah that's probably like my favorite pair that I've ever made currently um that or the Carly I think the Carly's probably the most sold pair of earrings I have everyone loves those Hmm. dream pair to make I'm really into pearls right now but not like a string of pearls little pearl earring um like the baroque big oddly shaped pearls i love those but they're really expensive to get um so i would love to like get some of those and make just like a really fun unique pair you mentioned earlier asymmetrical um and that maybe i didn't intentionally do it that's the style right now that is the thing to wear asymmetrical earrings one different than the other ear um and I think that would be really it'd be really easy to do with pearls and be really fun so that's probably my my bucket list right now I'm really big on like I'll just make a pair of earrings for myself because I know it would be too expensive to sell like people wouldn't pay that much because I'd have to like I said pearls are so so expensive but 
if anyone out there is looking for a custom pair of pearl earrings, let me know. They might be a little pricier, but we can definitely make it happen. So the goal is uh, we promote Earful as much as possible. We blow it up and then the pearl earrings. I yeah. get my ears. Yeah. I'll start wearing them. Yeah. Promo. I'll send you a pair of Quincy's, those big, long, gorgeous. <laughs> Can I get just long rods so every time I like do this or that I like stab into myself? <laughs> yeah. So I can like fix my posture. Well, I mean, we have ones with spikes so on I the have end to of be them. Like this at yeah, all we can times. definitely make it happen. Little spears. Yeah. <laughs> little edgy. Want to be like the little sandwich swords? <laughs> That's kind of. That's funny. I just got um, a new tattoo earlier this week, and it has a dagger in it. Um, and I was like, it's just like a little, little pokey, little toothpick poke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. So I, my proposition will be, uh, I don't know if you have like a stand or something. Um, whenever we play shows, I have been trying for a very long time to get anybody um, who makes art, whatever, to give us some to sell oh, yeah. at shows, like to put on the merch table and whatever, because I'm like, mm -hmm yeah you can buy our stuff but you're here and you're watching us and that's awesome and yeah. like, we have things but if you're here uh consistently and you come mm -hmm. and see us yeah you already know what we have what yeah. about our friends our friends have things that you've stuff. never seen probably so it would be really cool if you bought some of their artwork or earrings or we have a whole stand. We have a little fold-down mm -hmm. tray. We can put a Definitely. little little exhibit. What we on. should do is we should come up with like a signature earring that is like yeah. for you guys. Like you just take that one signature style, and then all of your fans will like have the same pair of earrings they can wear to all your shows and stuff. There you go. That's what we got to do. We got to come up go. with a signature style. I'm on board, guys. You could yeah. be my first. I'm definitely you could on be board. My first color, like gemstone pair. We we got to pick out a color for you guys. Fuck you, Christian. It's not going to be whatever you wanted. All right, I'm on board. <laughs> I'm on just board. Just what you Let's wanted. Go. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have, we'll put something together. Yes. Now yeah. everybody has to come to one yeah. of your shows to see what we come up has with. That's to be the only yeah. way to get them. You have to be yep. part of the experience. You can't nope. get them online. I won't. I I will make it. You have to be here to get them. People are gonna be like, "Oh, those are cool. Where'd you get those?" Well, you gotta go to one of those you shows. You can only get them at the show. Yeah, nothing like cross promotion. I like, guys. I like doing limited release things. I really do. It's fun. Yeah, you got to drive up that uh, urgency in your clients. Yeah, I. <laughs> so we. So there you go. Well, we're gonna have earful earrings at our shows, uh, and we're gonna have a cool little display for them because we'll figure out how to make it work. A little yeah, glass box. Go. I'm gonna get like one of the like like a Walmart like a rotisserie box. <laughs> rotisserie <laughs> box. <laughs> Keep them nice and warm for you guys. Yeah. Um. Awesome. So, before we wrap it up, thank everybody. Thank you everybody for being like you know listening, being here. Um, Savannah, will you give us all of your socials and the Etsy and how to get to earful Shameless and or anything? Bugs. Oh yes. Absolutely yeah. the most shameless oh. of plugs. That's, That's what point. this is for. Oh, yeah. It's for people to get to know you and know and know what you love doing. And yeah, support. I mean, and, and that's the thing, too. Don't don't feel like anything you said tonight is not important. It <laughs> it gives everybody a window into who you are as a creator. And, you know, they can feel like they know you better. So when they go 
to buy something from you, they're already familiar with all the things that you like and yeah. all the things that you care about. Well, not yeah. all of them, but uh, you know okay. what we could cover. <laughs> we can get to know each other more. Just yeah. head on over to social media, you know, shoot me a DM, leave a comment saying you found me through this. That'd be awesome to know. Um, we're on Instagram at earful underscore designs. It's E A R F O O L. Um, and you can also find us on Etsy earful designs. Uh, we have a Facebook page. If you're into that kind of thing, don't post on it as much, but it's there. (laughs) Awesome. Heck yeah. Be sure to look out for the cool cure for love earful designs crossover limited yeah. run earrings that Coming we're gonna to a show near you that we're gonna well, pierce my ears for there's the limited <laughs> run show only yeah, yeah. Show only. I'm, i will pierce yeah. i will re-pierce my ears just to do it um please nobody call me out on that if i'm not doing it uh but yeah that's the plan <laughs> we'll get you some clip-ons perfect oh. we can make Hell that yeah. happen <laughs> <laughs> awesome you want to bring us home or do you want me uh, to go for it? All right. Well, thank you for coming on, Savannah. It's been awesome talking. We talked for a while. Uh, this has been Talking Soda Pop, and we talked it quite a lot. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. It was great. Yes. Yeah. It was awesome.